JD Talking Sports. It is Thursday, November, November, <laughs> March 29th, 2018. The day before Good Friday, the day before the first day of Pesach. Passover for my non-chosen people friends. Now, this is the dilemma for tonight. All right, sorry, Isaac, you got to... This is my dilemma for tonight. Do I stay up? I just had the last Boy Scout on, and now I can watch Die Hard. I was going between Last Boy Scout and Die Hard. Now I can watch Die Hard. Now they're showing Die Hard 2, then Die Hard with a Vengeance, then Last Boy Scout till 5.20 in the morning. Or do I go to bed? Now, it's been a crazy day. Now, Puma is going crazy because his AL MVP had two home runs today. So two pitches hit, hit a home run in his first at bat, Giancarlo Stanton which is freaking sweet as shit. Mets got the win today. Frazier got some hits. Freaking Cespedes knocked in three runs. All good stuff. Puma's going crazy because Stanton was his AL MVP. Sale was his Cy Young. So he's like, my dogs, my dog. I'm like, okay, Puma, it happened. It happened. I'm very happy for you. But you know, kind of a sad day. Rusty Staub died today. Now, Rusty Staub was a mainstay with the Yankees for a long time. I'm sorry, with the Mets. And I was listening to radio today. I was listening to uh, Beningo and Roberts, and they were talking. Well, they were playing. I think it was uh, was it Sweeney, uh, Murdy? Was it? Uh, you know, I don't know who was actually interviewing him, but Keith Hernandez could not broke down, lost it, saying how he's in a better place. He was he was hurting and everything? And he talked about him. he's the one who introduced him to the city. And he just said he was in so much pain. You know, he was in ICU. We saw him a couple of days ago, and he was crying. I mean, he was really, I mean, the love he had for him. I never heard Hernandez get that emotional. It was, it was, it was very touching to listen to, to be honest with you. I thought it was like, God damn, he really had an effect. And, you know, I heard Staub was a very philanthropic. He had a lot of uh, charities and organizations he was involved with. He had his own uh, foundation. Good guy. I remember he was always clutch pinch hitter when I, when I, uh, when I was growing up. Always had that red hair. Always had that kind of like punch to him, but he could hit the shit out of the ball. And then Ron Darling said when he came with the Mets, he went to live in the city, and they said absolutely not. I think he said it was 83-84. And he said that Staub went into Frank Cashin's office and said, he can live in the city. I'll make sure he's ready to pitch every fifth day. And he said that he always gave, like, uh, how to be a major leaguer, always to talk to him and everything. Because he didn't even know him at that point. And I thought it was just, you know, it was it was very nice to hear stuff like that. I, I didn't... It was nice to hear athletes talking about a, a person like that in, in such a loving and glowing way. Yeah, it was it was pretty freaking cool. And I read something in the New York Times today. Uh, my 15-year-old grandson and I, they were arrived at the bus stop, and they realized, uh, well, the kid checked his phone, his 15-year-old grandson, and he said the bus will be here in six minutes, and she checked her pocket, and she realized that she left the metric card back in the apartment. She said she called my daughter-in-law. She said she would toss the card out the window of her 12th store apartment. That's called fuck you money. But so a few people waiting for the bus overheard and urged us to hurry. So they ran a block and a half to 90th Street, and a plastic bag floated down and landed at their feet. It was the Metro card and a few batteries to give it a, the, the bag weight. They ran back to the bus stop, and the bus was still there. The other passengers cheered as we got on. Now, you know, it's kind of a funny story. That only happens in New York. You put a baggie with some batteries in it, and it comes down. But I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, I thought that. And, you know, interesting what I read from Peter King today. Isn't there a parallel drawn or lesson to be learned from the Steelers getting rid of Plaxico Burris and Santonio Holmes, who was the MVP of the Super Bowl? And they, uh, Peter King was saying neither was a talent. 
And I know neither want their QB money, which Beckham does. They, this is what they have to decide if they want to pay a superior player more than any previous receiver in history and something they're going to have to decide what they want to do. And and also, you know, I was talking a lot. I like the college rule about the pass interference, 15 yards instead of the spot foul. We could bomb it, and then they get the ball in, in for a touchdown. And David Shaw, you know, they talked about well, the big argument is that defensive backs, once beat him, would simply mug the receivers. One, and it rarely happens in college football. Stanford's David Shaw said, uh, he said two, he said, that's why there's a clause in the rule that says egregious fouls could be spot fouls. And also, you got offensive players who are always, you know, you know, they're they're acting, you know, they're trying to do plays to get, you know, and it's screwing up the game. I like the fifteen yard penalty. I think it's awesome. I think that'd be great. And Peter King, Peter, uh, a guy, a guy wrote into Peter King. I thought this was interesting. Why don't they, you know, instead of instead of uh, with the the review for catches, the only thing you should be able to review is whether a foot was in bounds or out of bounds. But the judgment of possession is left to call the field. Now Peter King says, I, I liked it. He didn't think so much. He said, the game moves too fast to leave calls like that to chance. The first time there's a crucial catch, non-catch that America, you know, sees and could have been fixed with the replay and wasn't, there's going to be people going apeshit. Now, I get your point there. That, you know, it, it sounds like good, but then you really think about it in a game, people get pissed off. Now, interesting. Uh, when, going, when going to the ground out of bounds... As, for, as after establishing two feet in the bound, the catch will be legal as long as the player does not lose the ball before falling to the ground out of bounds. The football move part is in the rule because the simple act of catching the ball with two feet on the ground would add a fear of scores of monster hits and receivers trying to force fumbles. Okay. I, okay, I'm okay with that. And that... Also, they, we have a lot of players that have been tackling a certain way for certain years, and now they're going to have to learn to, they're going to have to do it a, a different way. That's interesting, right? I mean, they are. It's like learning something new. Also, the targeting rule. Uh, Mark Schlereth said, if this rule is enforced, you'll run out of players in the second quarter. Tony Baselli, this will completely change the game. I don't know. I think it's going to, hey, it was past 32 nothing. I I think it's, it's going to have to happen. We'll see what happens in that front, right? I mean, you know, only time will tell. Only time will tell. And the Knicks lost yesterday. Are we shocked? I'm seeing Lithuanian laser tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited. Now, Kevin Durant was on with Bill, Bill Simmons' podcast. And Durant said he doesn't like analytics at all before sharing a personal public service announcement. He goes, all you blog boys and your fanboys that's going to use everything I say and create an article, watch a basketball game. How about you write that? I just want to say that because all these guys are going to write articles and get real mad about what I said tonight. They're going to put their emotions into it. It's not about you. Watch a basketball game. Enjoy the game. Stop worrying about me so much. I just wanted to say that. Dude, I hear what you're saying. But yeah, I think they get crazy with some of this shit. Don't you? I agree. I think they get cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs with some of this stuff. The analytics and everything. I'm like, yeah, watch the goddamn game. Oh, and this and advanced metrics and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, hey, he's got a point there. All these advanced, you know, the... the I, I'll tell you, I, some of the stuff I don't even understand. Ben was trying to explain some of it to me. I was like, okay. And now I understand the plus minus that if you're on the floor and if they're scoring more points than you and stuff like that. I mean, I understand some of the stuff. But for an average fan... Is the guy playing offense? Is he getting back on defense? Okay, maybe he's scoring 30 points, but in the game of crunch time, is he going to make the play on defense when he has to make the play? 
Not, not everybody can do that kind of stuff, right? I mean, not everybody. You know, there's not too many guys that play both ends of the floor anymore. There's a lot of guys who can, you know, score like punches. But, I mean, Jordan took pride in his offense as much as he did in defense. I mean, I know compare everybody to Michael Jordan. And LeBron, I mean, hey, that block, game seven. Come on, that's crazy shit, right? And then you have the Sixers. They lost 54 games, lost at least 54 games last four seasons, including 72 two years ago. This year they were shot at 50. But Joel Embiid, who got hit by his own player, by uh, Fultz yesterday, and now he might be out for the first round of the playoffs. He's, you know, he has an orbital break in his, in his face, which kind of sucks. They won their 44th game, eighth in a row Wednesday night. Last night they beat the Knicks 118-101. Next loss will give Knicks 50th for the fourth consecutive years year. Next year could be another losing season for the Knicks. They're 27-49. They don't want to add more payroll than they can spend, so they can spend in 2019 when a lot of guys are free. Crazy. The lottery pick for the third time in four years, the Knicks. Sarich at 26, 13 rebounds for Sixers. J.J. Redick at 21. Simmons, Ben Simmons, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. <laughs> Cantor fell on his back, still at 17 point, 14 rebound. It came back negative. He didn't want to quit on his teammates and his coaches. Beasley and Emmanuel Moutier at 22 points. Trey Burke at 18. Six games left for the Knicks, man. Six freaking games for the Knicks. Can you believe that? Six freaking games. That's it. Six games and the season's over. Another shitty season. We'll see how this one ends. I, I can't wait to talk to Lithuanian and Lazen tomorrow. And how about Todd Frazier today? 23, 24 ticket requests for today's game. He's a son uh, played from, uh, from Tom Rivers, New Jersey. That's pretty awesome. 24 people come to see your game. Jim Kelly, 12 hours of surgery yesterday. You know, oh, God. Reconstruction was because medication was no longer helping him deal with the pain and no longer wanting to use the prosthesis he'd been using since the previous surgery. His wife said that they're going to have a very significant time of recovery. Hey, rest in, hey not rest in peace. Hope, he's, hope he gets better. That's scary shit. Too young to be having this kind of stuff. And how about Salvador Perez, the, the Kansas City Royals catcher, sprained the medial collateral in his left knee while carrying a suitcase up some stairs in his home. They returned from KC to KC from spring training. The five-time All-Star heard a pop, immediately called uh, trainer Nick Kenny, who advised Perez to ice the knee and come in for an MRI on Wednesday. Grade two, M, grade two sprain with a minor tear of the ligament. No surgery recovery can be as little as four weeks. Unbelievable, man. I mean, you hear shit like that. And he was ripping it in the Cactus League. 16 games, 350, six home runs. No. No, it can't be possible. Yeah, this is wrong. He ran in 16 games, hit 350 with six home runs, at 40 RBIs and only 40 at-bats. That means he had an R- 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 No. Yeah, that's wrong with the... Someone did a little... But he was he was in it. He was ripping it. And last year, 268, 27 home runs, 80 RBIs. Career best, 27 home runs, 80 RBIs. And Nathan Avaldi, man, remember him? Two Tommy John surgeries as another procedure after loose bodies were discovered in the right elbow. Slated to start Monday against the Yankees in their home opener. That fucking sucks. But Andy Benoit brought up a good question, too, about the Giants. Popular belief is the Giants will draft a quarterback at two. 
But recent history says it wouldn't go that way, you know, if they, you know, and let him sit behind Manning for a year or two. In the last 12 years, exactly zero first-round quarterbacks have sat as rookies and gone on to become a franchise guy. The last first-rounder to do it was Aaron Rodgers, who fell to uh, Green Bay in 2005. Now, Pat Mahomes could be the break the trend with Casey this year. I think he will. And the, he feels the Giants are more in a win-now territory. They were 11-5 two years ago, made the playoffs. Last year, he fell apart. But he doesn't think the overall roster is an issue, whereas Mark Schlereth yesterday thought it was an issue. I guess we'll see. And Dave Gettleman uh, believes in building through your defensive line. In 2016, he used his, his uh, first-round pick on defensive tackle Vernon Butler, despite having 2013 first and second round stud defensive tackle star uh, Lodolelli and Kawan Short who I don't think either of them are with the team right any, any, anymore. He doesn't believe he can ever have too many D linemen. He just traded JPP. They, were, they had a terrible four-man rush last year. Was part, JPP was part of that. Olivia Vernon, da- Damon Harrison rising. Second-year uh, man, Dalvin Tomlinson. Good run defenders, but only uh, good but not great pass rushers. They think Bradley Chubb could be the crucial missing piece. I guess we'll see how that and James Betcher, the believer in aggressive and complex blitzing, is a little less dependent on a four-man rush than predecessor Steve uh, Spagnolo was. But Betcher also learned in Arizona where he had Chandler Jones the value of being of having a dominant edge presence. You need that edge rusher. You need that fucking edge rusher. You need that to get the job done. And he feels that Peyton Manning just is arm strength is as good as it was five years ago. And he had a shitty line. And he thinks he's, anybody who thinks he's just fine the way he plays is going to be fine at Pat Shermer's system. I guess we'll see what happens, right? And he, he elaborated on one of his tweets. He said, if the Jets really love the quarterbacks at the top of the, this draft, they wouldn't have gone after Kirk Cousins. He said that on March 19th. He said, because he got a, a high-ranking member of the Jets, whom I really respect, approached me at Josh Allen's pro day with a bonus pick. It's just because, this is the Jet guy. He said, just because we went after Kirk doesn't mean we don't like these rookie quarterbacks. I said, love, do you love these rookie quarterbacks? And he, he said, yes, love. But then why would you pay $90 million over three years for Kirk if you can get one of the quarterbacks you love on a rookie deal for about $20 million over four years? And the guy, the Jack guy said, have you seen our cap situation? So you're saying money is less of an object than usual? He said, correct. And he said, we could, you know, uh, it doesn't make sense, right? I mean, you know. If you love, but they had ninety million to spend, so they didn't get it. I mean, it kind of it seems like you liked that you liked her cousins more than you liked the quarterbacks. And we could have had we could have a philosophical discussion about whether it's wise to spend big money just because you have it. There are arguments on both sides. You could also argue that for New York's trade with Indy to make sense, they'd have to be three quarterbacks they love since they've only moved up to third in the draft. How often does a team fall in love with three different quarterbacks the same year? But and here's the main reason I wanted to revisit this tweet. Thinking later about the conversation with the Jet guy, I realized I overlooked something. The rookie quarterback don't just cost the Jets $20 million over four years. They cost the Jets $20 million over four years, plus three-round second-round draft picks, since that's what New York gave up to climb from number six to number three. The Jets guy alluded to this, saying, if we'd signed Kirk, we'd then use our picks to build around him. And he said, it still feels like the Jets are making a mad scrabble for QB. Some might call that reaching, particularly if you have ownership is provoking it. But as another person, Josh Allen Pro Day said to me, can you blame them? In the NFL, you got to do whatever you can to find that quarterback. 
You know what this tells me? You need a quarterback. Some get some get one. Some is Brady. Others search, oh, for maybe like 48 plus years. 48, 49 years since I was fucking born. Joe Namath. Ring a bell? Yeah. So I say whatever it takes for the Jets to get that fucking quarterback. Get it. And Kirk Cousins wasn't the answer. We were talking yesterday. Puma. Puma agrees with me that if the game is in the line. Now, he put some great fantasy points. But if it's push comes to shove and it really has to happen, it's not going to happen. I totally agree on that front. Totally, totally freaking agree. Right? And the freaking... Damn. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, because that's, in the end, you need a quarterback. And the Jets have that one in 49 fucking years. And that's what you, I mean, Tom Brady came along and that they have been set. Now, listen, he is not an enigma, but he is a, what's the word I'm looking for? He is, I can't, th- you know what? I'm tired. I'm trying to think of that word. Yeah. He is a once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime quarterback, but he has been solid. Like the Saints got Drew Brees. That is, a, they've had a run with him. Solid. Even when they had a couple down years, they had a good year, and they should have beaten the Vikings this year. The Giants have had a nice run with freaking Eli Manning. Peyton in Indianapolis had a nice run, only won one ring, but hey, he had a nice run. That's what you need. The Jets need that quarterback. They, they deserve it. They deserve their guy who's going to take them to the promised land. Now, why are the Rams having guy cheerleaders? I read that, the guy cheerleaders for the Rams. I was like, are you kidding me? Guy cheerleaders? Guy cheerleaders. I was like, yikes, that's a little creepy, right? Guy cheerleaders. I was trying to wrap my head around it. Guy cheerleaders. Oh, my God. I just was like, I was like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. And they're talking about, well, Otani, uh, survive or fail. And Thomas had successful hip surgery, man, I'll tell you. And the supposedly the Lakers won him back, but goddamn. I love this. The favorites assigned Bryce Harper. Cubs, plus 150. Nats, plus 250. And Dodgers, plus 350. Okay. Whatever that, yeah. Oh, and Zeke Upshaw today, they were going to bring him up to the Pistons to honor him. He died from sudden cardiac arrest. Event. Sudden cardiac event. Really sucks. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell wants AB money, $17 million a year. Yeah. Rams make history by becoming first ever NFL team to hire male cheerleaders. Okay. Yeah. And Brad Stevens is going to joke about listing Gordon Hayward as questionable in playoffs just to mess with other teams. Okay. I guess he's trying to be funny. Anthony Davis is going to shave his unibrow. I, I thought he should have shaved it a long time ago, but that's just me. It's not a good look on anybody. Right? I mean, what do you think? I'm yeah, just not a... Not a fan fan of it. Yeah, I, I followed somebody, this woman, and she didn't even respond back to me. I was like, really? I was like, hey, Marvin Bagley, third, leave him Duke after year. Are we shocked by that? No, not at all. Come on. No, he's going to come out. Oh, and on the football helmets, there's a warning at the bottom. Do not engage in the sport of football. So it's interesting. In big letters, in big cap letters. So we sell the helmet, but don't wear it. And Chloe from freaking Smallville... There was a, a guy who was running a sex slave ring. She stopped working out. She was bust. She was with him in Mexico, and they would 
they they held the women down and they uh they branded them in their inner thigh. She looks all like emaciated. I, I remember she, she had stopped acting. I was like, whatever happened to her? I was like, wow, Mac, that's her name, Mac. I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, Allison Mac. Allison Mac, Chloe on freaking Smallville. That is over. Yeah, it's uh. Nexium, Nexium, I think it's called. Well, that's what it, that's how you pronounced it. They were doing some crazy shit, and the guy who was running the ring, uh, Rainier, is going to be, and I think I think Mac is going to be brought. Uh, yeah, Keith Rainier and Alsa Mac. I think they're going away for a long, long time. Yeah, Rusty stopped out at seventy three, but Alsa Mac, man, talk about crazy shit, man. It's a picture of her. She's all fucking emaciated. I was like, whoa! I sent it to my client. And I said to Jack, my client Jack, and we were like, I was like, holy shit. He goes, oi. I said, that, yeah, that's a big oi. Yeah. Lakers might explore free agent deal with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, those, despite upcoming hip surgery. Come on, please. Are you kidding me? Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash all made the Hall of Fame. Mo Cheeks. I was a big Mo Cheeks fan when he played. I think Grant Hill, you will never know the career he actually had. And MGM, Refunny Canelo, uh, Triple G, Ticks. Because fight will likely be canceled. How about that? Troy Tulowitzki went to the 60-day DL for his ankle. He is, you know what? He signed that big contract and he has been hurt ever freaking since. Wow. I mean, I thought about that. I was like, God damn. That 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 sucks, right? And Matt Davidson of the Sox hit fourth player to hit three home runs on opening day. Wow. Yeah, IT is going to be, uh, Isaiah Thomas is going to be out four months after surgery. Yeah, are we shocked about that? Severino got the win today. He's been 0-3 in his last seven starts against the Blue Jays. Adam Jones hit a walk-off home run in 11th. I missed all this. I was working. Gatorade bath. I thought that was kind of cool. I love opening day, man. I think Abel Pujols rocked one today, home run 6-15. Astros use a four-man outfield. How about this? During uh, Rangers, Joey Gallo at bat, and it worked. I, I I'm not a big fan of that stuff. I feel like uh, there's something about I don't like. I don't like. I'm I'm not a fan of that in the game. I feel like you know it's like cheating in a way. I think they, they just never do this shit where they position everybody. It's like goddamn. I mean, it's it's like eh. I don't, it just always kind of bothered me. I just feel like it's knowing too much. Like there's too much analytics that you know now we can position the outfielders everywhere. I like when guys had to run places. Now you're, yeah. Lonzo Ball, left knee contusion, questionable. He's been hurt a lot this year. For a young kid, he's got a lot of freaking, he's been banged up a lot this year. So Espedes knocked in three runs today. Good win for the Mets. And freaking Thor had 10, 10 strikeouts in the first fucking, part of my French, the first five innings. How about this? Roy Halladay. Uh, son placed a ball on Blue Jays' mound instead of ceremony first pitch to honor his father. That kind of sucks, right? Lost your dad. He's a big pitching prospect, too. One guy's going right from high school to the ex-Syracuse signee Darius Basley plans to become first top high school prospect to turn pro in NBA G League. And George Springer hit a home run on the third pitch of the season. But how about that? Darius Basley was like, fuck this, I'm going, I'm going pro, man. And Rod Thorne also made the Hall of Fame. Nice going, right? Took a little picture of my peanut. My little peanut. 
Penn State won the NIT, 82-66 over Utah. Yeah, I think it's kind of good, but in the end, you kind of freaking want to win the big one. So I guess you're the 69th best team in basketball. Patriots, more receptive to trading Gronk this, the longer he waits to establish future. He's shooting a Mel Gibson movie, so I guess maybe he's going to wait. And uh, NCAA President Matt Mark Emmert says he's in favor of players having more professional options right after high school. Yeah, good for you, Gina Smith. Yeah, you know what? You know what? It's just talking shit. You're making billions of dollars. What does it matter? <coughs> Say whatever you feel, right? Jerry Jones in no rush to make a decision about Dez's future with Dallas. We have a lot to talk about. Slow sports day. Gino Smith meeting with the Seahawks. Joel and B might miss two to four weeks. That would suck. This is the playoffs. That would suck. <clears throat> That would piss me off. Wouldn't that piss you off? Yeah. And Spurs beat the Thunder, knocked the Thunders to fifth. Spurs now fourth in the West. 103.99. All right. That's all I wanted to do tonight. I wanted to do a little quick show. Be with Lithuanian Laser tomorrow. I wanted to talk about. Durant gets ejected in the first game back from injury after snapping at refs. Wow. He's not having a good day at all. All right. Do some trivia. Trivia questions for, okay. Oldest woman to win a World Cup race, Lindsey Vaughn, 82 and counting at age 33. She didn't do, she's all right. Yeah, she won some medals in the Olympics. How about that? Oldest woman at the age of 33 to win a World Cup race. Today's trivia question. First player in NBA history to have 60 points as part of a triple-double. First player in NBA history to have 60 points as part of a triple-double. All right, Lithuanian Laser tomorrow morning. Puma is going to be going crazy every day now about uh, Stanton. What he'll do every day. Hey, Yankees are 1-0. Mets 1-0. And I heard, so the Mets supposedly have their opening day record is phenomenal. If only it could carry over the rest of the year. But I think the Mets, as Matt Harvey said, are going to shock some people this year. Let's hope they do. All right, it's time to watch a little Die Hard 2. Peace out. Have a good night. Talk to you soon.